Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Bringing you the latest from the world of sports, DFS, and gambling. With over five years of hot takes and millions of downloads later, I guess he's been doing something right. Now, sit back and listen to one of the sharpest minds in the game. Here's your host, Dwayne Callender. All right, folks, welcome to the show. Sunday fun day, so you know we're going to go through the NFL coverage. Uh, It's a good day if you are Jim Harbaugh because he banked a very sizable bonus for beating Ohio State yesterday. We got World Cup action going on as well, but we are going to get to the NFL action. And I know some of you were talking about what about Kirk Cousins? And I talked about this on the show. If you got like sometimes y'all don't pay attention close enough. I said the scenario was the Pats were going to try to shut down Davin Cook, which is what they tried to do, and dared Kirk Cousins to beat him. I just happened to be on the side of the argument that Kirk probably wasn't going to be able to beat the Pats just chucking it. He almost threw a couple of pick sixes. He threw a pick, but he he, he had a couple of chances for a pick, uh, uh, shots at throwing pick sixes that uh, uh, worked down his favor, and the Pats couldn't punish him. They, they He was given opportunities to chuck it to uh, Justin Jefferson and uh, made a, a shorter pass, intermediary pass work with Adam Thielen, but the simple fact of the matter is the Pats could not punish Cousins when it mattered in terms of uh, uh, getting getting those turnovers and getting a short field for themselves. So that's that's how they ended up getting shredded by the Vikings uh, passing game and losing that game. I mean, that's really what it came down to. They couldn't uh, get the turnovers that they were banking on. I mean, that's why... They were giving uh, Kirk Cousins those opportunities to th- uh, uh, go into those passing lanes because they thought they could get the turnovers. It just didn't work out. Anyway, let's get right down to it. My favorite game of the day, Washington hosting Atlanta. Why is it my favorite game of the day? Because everyone's going to be concentrating on some of these afternoon matchups, uh, especially the Chargers game, which I get, especially for DFS. I totally get it. People are going to want to be playing the Chiefs as well. I totally get it. I totally get the matchups, why folks want to concentrate on this. Why do I like the uh, Commanders-Falcons uh, game? Simple reason. Falcons, one of the worst secondaries in the league, 
And they give up uh, the most points to uh, the wide receiver ones, uh, starting wide receivers on NFL teams in the league. Uh, If you are a wide receiver one on a roster, chances are you're going to have a very nice day. The uh, wide receiver one on Washington, uh, Terry McLaurin. What's Terry McLaurin's receiving prop today? 62 and a half. Way too low. Way too low. Given uh, the amount of yards that Atlanta has given up on the year to start uh, the number lead wide receiver, they've given up over 80 yards receiving to leading wide receivers the entire year. So to me, I look at that prop. I look at the stats that Atlanta secondary has put up this year against uh, the primary targets. This is way too easy uh, of a matchup. And I look at this and say, I'm hammering props for Terry McLaurin. I'm also parlaying some props with, uh, Taylor Heineke, because his uh, passing yards prop is uh, uh, 212 yards. People keep asking me about how Mike White's going to do for the Jets, and I keep looking at it saying it's one of the more irrelevant questions because even at 4,900 on DraftKings, Taylor Heineke has so much of a higher floor, I mean higher ceiling and floor, to be honest, uh, than Mike White because of the fact that you know – uh, the Jets want to run the football and and uh, to go with that defense. They just need to be able to pass a little bit, which is what they couldn't get with Zach Wilson. The Commanders, yeah, they'd like to run the ball more, but they aren't pretty. They aren't particularly good at it. And when you know your opponent can't uh, uh, can't stop a nosebleed in the passing attack, why wouldn't they take advantage of the fact that they got Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel? I don't even have an issue playing Curtis Samuel. The Commanders are way too cheap in terms of fantasy uh, output. So, for me, this is the game to target of the day. Uh, The Commanders are four-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, We've seen action go back on the Atlanta side uh, to bring the line down to three-and-a-half. I like the Commander side of this. I think this is uh, at home. Uh, They get to throw on Atlanta. Uh... I mean, they are more than comfortable uh, playing some of these types of matchups. I think uh, Commanders have a very solid day. Heineke, I expect to be closer to uh, 230 yards passing, uh, anywhere from 230 to 240, uh, a couple touchdowns. And you may say, well, that doesn't sound like a tremendous day. But when you look at his price tag, he's 5'4 on DraftKings. He's 5,400. Some of these expensive quarterbacks, people are going to jam in um, Justin Herbert at 7K. From a game theory perspective, if everyone's on Justin Herbert, it's a hard sell unless you're playing one of these Atlanta, uh, these uh, uh, these uh, Washington guys. Because you can, you, there are two ways you can go about it. If you if you're only doing small stacks. Uh, yeah, you can play some of the Chargers guys, but realistically, you're not going to be any different from the field. You have to find ways of getting different, and the way you get different is you play Washington. So I actually like playing Taylor Heineke, and then you can run it back with some Chargers uh, pieces in the afternoon slate. We'll get to that game. But I'm just saying from a fancy perspective, you got to look at Terry McLaurin. you got to look at Curtis Samuel. Logan Thomas is a fine piece, too. But don't forget about Antonio Gibson, because Antonio Gibson catches uh, uh, all the receptions for the Commanders, and so from a dump-off pass standpoint, you can actually consider him in the running back spot, 
because this is an extremely chalky week. We got a bunch of uh, budget price uh, running backs that are going to get a ton of ownership that I will get to. Namely, uh, coming up in this game with the Jets, I just talked about Mike White coming in for Zach Wilson. Jets, severely favored over uh, the Bears. Uh, The line is officially up to seven now. Uh, You could have gotten action on this well beforehand because, uh, to me, it was obvious Justin Fields wasn't starting. I, I... you know, it it was one of those bets where I just got in on it because I just felt this was a pretty clear, why the hell would the Bears risk it? The line stayed low for quite some time. I mean, you still could have gotten in on some of that action uh, by uh, uh, right before Thanksgiving uh, to get in there in terms of uh, the betting markets. They still were not quite up to the five range yet, so... Just saying, it, 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 in this matchup, the Bears starting Trevor Simeon, no interest in any of the Bears. I don't think this game is particularly close. I think the Jets just run the ball, play uh, play smart on defense, and just grind on um, the Bears. I, I think this Bears team uh, they they can be had. They can uh, they can absolutely wilt. And when that scenario pops up. The question becomes, realistically, what do we expect out of the Jets' offense? And I think they just go ultra-conservative and just keep running the football with uh, Michael Carter. I don't see uh, a big receiving day from the likes of Garrett Wilson. I mean, Corey Davis is back. But it's not as though Mike White is going to be throwing for a ton of yards. I don't get, folks, a fascination with... Mike White, other than they just don't want to see Zach Wilson. Uh, believe me, Zach Wilson was horrendous at uh, time management and everything else related to playing the quarterback position. So I get it. But realistically, this is a non-factor from a fantasy perspective. I think it's play Michael Carter uh, at uh, 5,400, play the Jets defense at 3,300, and move on with your day. Uh even uh, Tyler Conklin, whom I had interest in earlier in the week, uh, was around uh, 3K. But, you know, as we started getting more news throughout the week, even tight end, with all the value that's opened up in the, uh, some of the skill position uh, places, you can pay up to get to Mark Andrews or Travis Kelsey, in my opinion. So there just really isn't a ton of rationale to play some of these dudes unless you just got a true conviction play so to me uh yeah jets i mean even with the minus seven i I think the jets cover that one um as well so uh i'm not concerned about the line movement baltimore traveling to jacksville this is a game i'm worried about baltimore could have easily lost to uh uh carolina last week it was baker mayfield just being awful that led to Baltimore like eventually securing that win. But uh, they were not solid throughout that game. They struggled mightily. Uh, Jacksonville is a better team than uh, you would look at on paper. Uh, Travis Etienne continues to get a ton of work. Uh, the Jags are better served by not giving him so much work. But I, I think the Jags are strictly looking at us from... Can we determine if this guy is going to be a true franchise running back? I am not sold on that considering they had James Washington, uh, James Robinson, but uh, they went in a different direction. 
Am I picking for an upset? No, I still think uh, uh, the Ravens uh, get uh, covered a three and a half. But if the Ravens hadn't looked so poor against Carolina, you better believe that this line will be closer to five and a half. Uh, the fact that, you know, it did not creep up the way you would have expected to is more a reflection of even uh, even the general public and odds makers aren't as sold on uh, uh, what, what you're getting uh, out of uh, out of the Ravens. And I, I got to be honest, it's really hard uh, make, making uh, making the math work because uh, Lamar uh, Lamar Jackson. I mean, he's eight K on DraftKings. The only guy more expensive is Patrick Mahomes, and you don't have real passing options outside of Mark Andrews to go with. Yes, they've been using Demarcus Robinson more. That should tell you all you need to know. I mean, there just really aren't that many options that Lamar has to throw to, and it's becoming an issue as we get later in the year, and Mark Andrews is uh, increasingly banged up. So, yeah, not interested in the Ravens side. Definitely not interested in the Jag side, unless you want to do a contrarian play and play Travis Etienne because he's about 6,900, uh, and the Jags defense at 2,500 to get contrarian off of what uh, should be a relative... Uh, uh, of a popular play between folks that play Lamar and Mark Andrews together. So I, I think it gives you a little bit of a, a pivot from uh, that typical build. And so, uh, yeah, that's really all I got there. Uh, Denver and Carolina, I mean, this is, whew, turn the page. I mean, this, this is a rough matchup. Uh, not much going on here. Uh, Carolina, uh, two and a half uh Two and a half point underdogs at home. Uh, Russell, I mean, he played okay against the Raiders last week. Nothing great. Uh, there's just not anything there that interests me from the Denver side. Yes, Melvin Gordon got released, and so that creates opportunities for Latavius Murray at 5K. But uh, I still think uh, that you're going to get more tinkering from the Denver side in terms of offense, that uh, they are far from uh, safe play. Going on to the next game, we've got Cincinnati and Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee, one-and-a-half-point uh, one underdog to the Bengals. Listen, I am closer to being on the Tennessee side of things than I am to the Bengals side. Um, to me, this is more of a stay-away type of game. But for the sake of making a pick, I would pick... The Tennessee side uh, with Derrick Henry using him as a battering ram uh, against that Bengals defensive line that has been exposed at times with the run just because they tend to be a little bit more undersized than uh, uh, the average NFL team. So to me, uh, not as crazy on this one. Uh, Jamar Chase still out for the Bengals, so it's still going to be T. Higgins. I think uh, you know the pricing has starting to come uh, come up that it's not nearly as uh, uh, of a of a lift in uh, what you might have gotten in the past. So um, yeah, my 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 whole stance is uh, uh, this Bengals team is still struggling without Jamar Chase. I do think that Tennessee, uh, you know, as rough as uh, Tannehill has looked in certain spots, uh, Tennessee is still actively engaged and. Um, 
being uh, being very, very aggressive on defense. I think their physicality gives uh, the Bengals trouble. No Joe Mixon is also a huge blow to the Bengals. Um, Samaj P. Ryan is not in every down back uh, for a reason. So I, I just think that uh, there are enough avenues here where, yeah, I, I'd stay away from the game normally. But uh, it, this is... Uh, this is, a, this is a game where I think, you know, straight up, I, I think uh, Tennessee gets a W here. Miami hosting Houston. Complete, complete mismatch. Uh, you've got Miami almost a two-touchdown favorite. They're at 13-and-a-half. Uh, Texans, uh, they are benching Davis Mills. Looks like Kyle Allen's getting the start. Uh, I don't expect too much different, but I'll probably run, uh, run one contrarian lineup. Uh, with uh, Allen and some of the stud wide receivers, you can get to him uh, with his price tag. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely tough uh, in my opinion in terms of some of these matchups because we got some really straightforward uh, picks. And yeah, the line's influencing some decisions, but you've already seen these teams enough where we're kind of past the f- uh, first half of the year. You got a sense of who's who's at least in. Com- uh, competition for the playoffs, who is uh, basically already calling it a lost cause. Um, this is one of those cases where we've got a lost cause and uh, not that much uh, good news. So to me, I look at this as a, as a case where Texans travel to Miami and get shellacked. I definitely am on the Jeff Wilson bandwagon this week, uh, given that Raheem Moster is uh, out today. Uh, so... To me, uh, Wilson, 5,900, one of the best plays on the slate. I still say safer floor than what you would get from uh, most folks. So um, I, I just think he's a, a extremely solid play. So uh, that's really all I got. Uh, yeah, you can play Tyreek Hill and uh, uh, Waddle, but I just, I just see it as a case where... Um, it's a bit tough to justify playing the pieces in the Miami game when you know the value is not going to be there because they're they're going to be blowing out this uh, team. Uh, it's just a matter of uh, how long they can kind of uh, stretch out the store, uh, uh, stretch out the game for. Next up, whew, man, more, more bad games. Uh, Tampa Bay traveling to Cleveland to play the Browns. Uh, the Browns three and a half point favorites. I like the Browns here. I, I think Tampa, uh, their run defense is still good up the middle, but it's uh, it's off uh, off the trenches that they've just getting abused. And this is one where I look at it as, you know, Chubb and Kareem Hunt have been doing the job all season long. I don't think it really disappears in that one. But, um, yeah, I, I, I expect... Uh, I expect Cleveland to run the ball quite a bit. And on the Tampa side, there is no Leonard Fournette today. He is out, so it's going to be Rashard White. Rashard White is going to be the most popular play, in my opinion, because he's going to be over 60% owned, um, given that 5100 uh, price tag. Uh, it's just too low to ignore, and he's going to get work uh, at the goal line. Uh Whenever uh, that is uh, technically uh, uh, possible in terms of uh, 
of the red zone opportunity. So to me, Rashard White, um, almost a lock play uh, uh, for most folks, unless you're doing um, uh, uh, certain uh, types of GPP contests, large field GPP contests. I don't see it working uh, uh, in in terms of uh, the long term implications because uh, I think Tampa knows that they're a bit outclassed. Uh, this is one of the few matchups where they're going to have uh, opportunities to match up well against a defensive front. But as I said, Cleveland's defensive line is better than what most people will give them credit for. So that's going to do it for the early games. We're going to get uh, into the afternoon games right after a break from uh, the sponsors. Stick around. Don't go anywhere. The Fantasy Throwdown Podcast will be right back after our sponsors pay the bills. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Welcome back to the show. Hope you got your popcorn ready. All right, getting into the afternoon games. We have Las Vegas traveling to Seattle to play the Seahawks. Seahawks, three-and-a-half-point favorites. Realistically, uh, this game, I don't have that much interest in. It looks like we're going to get rain in Seattle. I mean, this is just one of those bad weather games. Yeah, you can play uh, Devontae uh, Adams. Uh, I'm not going to stop you. But with the, all the value, I could see folks pivoting um, to Seattle as well uh, st- uh, just to try to jam in lineups because of uh, the Chargers uh, uh, situation uh, pricing-wise. So uh, uh, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are both quite affordable, and you can work in um, <clears throat> uh, different pieces around those two. So. Yeah, I, I think uh, it's uh, it's one to be mindful of, uh, but uh, I'm not going to be concentrating on this game. Next up, the Rams and the Chiefs. I mean, whew, 14 and a half point spread. And the thing of it is, is that the Chiefs are going to dominate this game. I mean, the Rams are starting Bryce Perkins at QB because Stafford's in concussion protocol again. Um, uh, John, uh, John, uh, uh, Wolford, his backup, he's also in protocol, um, from a hit he took last week. Uh, they didn't have an emergency QB, uh, this past week, uh, but, uh, they do have their emergency QB, 
available now. It's just a case of, you know, what is he going to do to uh, get uh, get folks on track for? Uh, I mean, I just don't understand how the Rams are supposed to move the ball on offense today. Uh, Perkins just. I'd probably bench all Rams receivers uh, in this spot today. I, I don't see how they're scoring, um, given the fact that it's Perkins. Uh, yeah, he'll scramble, but uh, if you watch him in preseason, he was a uh, rougher thrower of the ball than Malik Willis. So uh, you guys know what Malik Willis did uh, numbers-wise uh, when he got a shot at, uh, a shot at the Titans uh, starting QB job, but uh, did not do anything to... Uh, show off there. I think Perkins in the same boat. Uh, just uh, not nearly enough chops uh, throwing the ball to receivers uh, to uh, have folks feeling uh, uh, confident. Yeah, I'll say that. It's like there's just nothing there um, from uh, the Rams side to make this thing a close game, which is where uh, Travis Kelsey tends to shine. So to me, uh, this is the kind of game that uh, calls for, you know, trying to run the ball, except the Rams can't run the ball. I, I mean, this is this is just a terrible matchup. I, I think uh, KC's defense, it's 2800 It's so cheap. I think you have to play it. Not playing it, I think it's just, uh, unless you're playing the Jets, I just think you're, you're probably over... Uh, over analyzing uh, the potential scenarios. I, I just look at this and I'm struggling to see anywhere where uh, the Chiefs don't hang it on the 49ers by halftime. It's just uh, it's one-way traffic in terms of uh, actual NFL matchup. Next up, San Francisco and New Orleans. San Fran, uh, another double-digit favorite are up to 10. Uh, it's Andy Dalton <laughs> against the Niners defense, which has improved. But uh, they shut down Kyler Murray. They're going to shut down Dalton. Uh, you know, they could try a few things with a uh, uh, couple of uh, folks uh, being a uh, uh, couple of folks being out on the New Orleans side. But you still got Andy Dalton. They're still going to try to feed the ball to Alvin Kamara. I just don't think it's going to go anywhere. I don't. I look at it as a case where you know Jimmy G is going to be his usual uninspiring self, but they'll have over 200 yards passing. They'll have the rushing. Um, Christian McCaffrey is in the timeshare with Elijah Moore, but he's still getting 80 to 85% of the workload uh, uh, carries-wise. I, I just look at this as play the Chiefs defense. You don't necessarily have to pay up for Kelsey because um, I think he's about 7,700. Uh just so many different pieces. I think you could probably play um, a 3K Justin Watson or a 3K Sky Moore, and they're both going to do uh, pretty well in general. Um, yeah, I just don't see anything that outright stands out to me in this matchup. Uh, as I said, I think folks are going to gravitate towards the Chargers game because it's, uh, it's the fact that you can play Justin Herbert, you can play... Keenan Allen, you can play Josh Palmer, and then you run it back with DeAndre Hopkins or James Conner. I think that's where folks' attention goes towards, even though uh, the uh, spread on that game was 6.5. I, I just don't think there's any way to get, get off of 
that game unless you go to the Commanders game that I was talking about. So from a game theory perspective, I think it's the Commanders game and this Chargers game you should be focusing on and leave everything else out of it. I, I think this is a very simple, this is the chalk, this is what you know you probably should be playing. Don't go crazy if you don't play it because it's uh, it's a well thought out. So that's all I got. Um, yeah, we've got uh, Sunday Night Football between... Uh, the Eagles and Packers, I'll do uh, some coverage on that. And at Monday Night Football, we've got the Colts hosting the Steelers. I mean, that's going to be direct. But, uh, yeah, we'll try to knock off uh, the showdown uh, games uh, back-to-back. So, uh, yeah, that's all I got, folks. So uh, I'm going to get on out of here. Uh, but uh, best of luck to everyone. Enjoy the games. And until next time, have a good one. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all major outlets. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. After the holidays, a little cash goes a long way. The Chime checking account has tons of benefits to help, like fee-free overdraft up to $200 for eligible members, no monthly fees, and thousands of fee-free ATMs. You can even get paid up to two days early with direct deposit. Sign up for Chime today at chime.com goals24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA members of FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply. Access to direct deposits up to two days early depends on the timing of the submission of the payment file from Bayer.